Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. We're not against rap. We're not against rappers. But we are against those. Something big about to happen. I hear the beat tapping. We some fly rum and felines rapping on the track. Better yet, grab a gat because we hot like. And so, doors closed, windows up, cause that's the way we like to ride. Windy City hitting. Check mic 1212. We live, baby. What's up, y'all? And welcome back to another episode of Speak Your Mind Radio. I'm your hostess with the mostest, Miss Hip Hop, aka Queen Star. And today we have a hip hop group from Flint, Michigan with us. So, everyone, give it up for Project Born. What's up? What's up? What's happening? What's up, guys? How y'all doing? Doing all right. How you doing? I'm doing good. Thank you for asking. Good. All right. So, um, it's three original members of the group Project Born. So, first, before we get into everything, I want to say, uh, we'll give thanks to God first for um, bringing Frank Nitty back on to his health and giving him his strength and his energy to uh to to provide for himself and his family if you guys don't know what happened um project born was supposed to come on the show like two weeks ago but one of the members which is frank nitty he got sick he got ill and he had to go to the hospital and during this time you know everyone is just like scared and everything we don't know anything and I just, you know, we all kept in touch with each other. And thank God he's back on his feet again. So, Frank Nitty, um, I'm going to introduce you first, obviously. Brother, how you, you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Good. Um, Like I said, this is, like, not traditional uh, style of interviewing, but I want to talk about mm-hmm. your story first. I want you to mm-hmm. tell the people out there that this shit ain't no fucking joke, period. No, no, no. It ain't no joke. They better, they better. They better get it together. I'll be telling people now, like, they better get it together. Like, you know, you get up to that floor, it's a whole different different ball game. You know, you can't no visitors, nothing. You in a room, you isolated. It's, it's it's for real, like they say, like, you know, and, um, it will it'll break you down physically and mentally, you know, and make you really, you know, me, you know, with me, I, I kind of got to the point where I kind of didn't, didn't, didn't think I was going to make it, so I kind of want to want to just give up so you know like i say i'm telling people like now like man you gotta take it serious do this cover up because you know you get up there in that room it's a whole different ball game you know you fighting for you you kind of fighting for your life so i'll be um i'll be telling telling them now and uh you know hoping that everybody listens yeah that's yeah that's the point of that's why um when i was talking to you earlier you were telling me that God was telling you that it ain't your time yet. And this this is one of the reasons why it's not your time. Um, because you still have things left to do on this earth and everything. And you have a story to tell so other people can follow that lead and say, you know what? This shit is serious, you know? Mm-hmm. 
Um, now you told me you weren't um, tested positive for COVID-19, but you did have pneumonia in your lungs, correct? Yep, uh, yep. I had pneumonia in both in both my in both my lungs. That shit is crazy. Yeah, it, but I, but it's like you know, the, uh, I guess the the way it went was kind of yeah. yeah. Um, it was uh, yeah. I mean, it felt you know the way they explained COVID nineteen, it felt like it. Right. Like the fight was the fight was 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 lethal just like it it was it was hectic you know like you know in the cold i guess in COVID night because i went to the COVID 19 floor but uh i guess they say like you fighting for air and that's kind of what i was doing i was fighting for air um every day makes you tired you have chills like i would have chills but my body would be warm like insides would be hot um uh, no appetite um i didn't eat for four days the first four days um, and it, it, it it's hectic. It it it'll wear on you know. I I like I tell you earlier, like you know, I honestly didn't think I was gonna make it back home. I honestly didn't. Like I really didn't. It was it, it it's a fight, you know. And like and I'll be seeing all these people they fighting to to try to get stuff, you know, loosened up to you know back to normal like so quick. Right. Like if they, if they spend a day up, they spend a couple of days up there, they would they would change their mind like. You know, because it, 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 was, it was a fight. It was like a fight for your life. Like, really, you are literally in a room fighting by, by yourself. Nobody can visit. Nobody can help you. You know, you better hope that, that, that God comes down and it's not your time, you know. So that's kind of what it is. Like, that's what it really is. Like, you fight. You fight just for air. Something that we get every day. Like, you fight. Like, and it's kind of like where, you know, where I was for about eight, nine days. And it was rough. I tell you, it's rough. Like it's not, it's not, it's, it's not what it's not for no, 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 no weak minded. Because I tell you, like I told you earlier, like there's people trying to jump out the window. Yeah. You hear people like screaming and stuff like that. It'd just be a bunch of stuff going on, and then it it it'd take you quickly mentally. Like if you're not prepared, like you know me and I'm strong minded, but it had me like I just wanted to give up. Like I was at that point, like. You know what I'm saying? I start texting people and saying this and saying that and saying this. You know, something happened. We got some kids, whatever, whatever. Because I think I got to the point where I just thought that, you know, that I wasn't going to make it out. That's how bad it was. Like, and then, you know, it was a fight. It was a battle. Yeah, that was the power of prayer, the power of God, and everything that brought you through. And I was going to say, although you weren't treated, I mean, excuse me, although you didn't po test positive for COVID-19, they did treat you for, treated you like a patient of COVID-19 for the first three days. Can you describe, yeah. like, what you told me about the coldness uh, on the floor? Yeah, it, yeah it's just like, it's, it's, it's really cold. It's like, it felt like the morgue, because, like, you know, ain't, no, ain't nobody moving through there. So ain't no, no body heat going around. So it's like. Like you, they move you up there, take a test. It's like I moved. I went to another floor, take a test, and it was like freezing. So I would always have my blanket with me, and I'm talking. About, it was like like you riding like like it's like through a more or through a refrigerator. Like it was mm -hmm. that cold. It was that chilly. Like and then you just be like, I was like, man, it's cold in the mud, but you wouldn't see nobody like nobody walking through through the hospital. Like you see nurses, everybody was masked up, everybody head on like they they would take the yellow thing to put over they uh put over their scrubs. Like, and then every time they would come out of your room or something, they would take these yellow suits off and put them in the garbage. Mm. Like, 
you know, so so every time they come in to, to, to treat you in any way, they would put these things over their their scrubs and then they would throw them in the garbage. So it was like, it was it was it was, it, it was it, it, it's a it's a situation. Like I said, like I wouldn't want nobody else in my house to go through it. Like you know, it's like I got kids, so I would never I wouldn't want nobody else to go through it because it was rough and I don't think they could deal with it. But it's, it was hard, like, and I didn't think I'd be home. I, I'm gonna be honest with you, I didn't think I was coming home. Like I literally thought that them was going to be my last days, like, on this earth. Like, I I laid there on my side. I'm sitting there like, I'm trying, I couldn't breathe hardly, and I'm sitting there like, man, I don't know, like, you know, when I fall asleep or something, it's just going to be over, like, like, abruptly, like that, like, that quick. And, you know, by the grace of God, I'm still sitting here. So, but it's, it, it was a hell of a battle, like. It was not. It's not for the weak. Like if anybody, anybody who goes up there, anybody who thinks it's like it's a joke, or thinks this is not where it is, like you know. And I end up with double pneumonia, which is so similar to COVID nineteen. Yeah, definitely. Because pneumonia yeah. in both your lungs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So his, my doctor, the doctor was like, "Yeah, it's down in there. You have to, you have to help him get it out." And they start running all this medicine through you, and you got all this stuff hooked up to you, and then you just like, you know, it's not no, there's not no game. You get up, if, if, if people think it's a game and they get up there in that room isolated from everybody else, they're going They're going to have a new perspective. If, if they make it home, they're going to have a new perspective on this whole thing. Like, it, it'd be, it, it's a game changer. Like, if you get up in there, your mind and your body, like, it, it all just starts, it depends on, you know, how you, how you, how you treat, how you treat yourself. You got to start, you know, I started, my thing really, kind of got me going a little bit that kept me straight was I started to play music. Really? Like, yes, that that was that was a big big change. Like I was for the first two days I didn't pay I didn't nothing. I was just lay there and then I'd be laying in the bed and I'm like I lay in the bed for so long it's like I'm trying to lay down. So I would get up and I would sit in the chair and look out the window. And then I sit there and then I thought like I can play music on my phone. <laughs> play music and I was playing gospel music and R and B and it was just like, you know, that was that was that kind of kept my sanity, you know. When I was starting to fall apart, it started to keep my sanity a little bit. Thank you, God, Hallelujah! I'm so happy for you. Like you just yeah. don't understand. Like I mean, you do understand, obviously. <laughs> but I'm yeah. just really happy that uh, God spared your life for you to come on my show today and tell your story and and to keep living for you because I know that you did tell me um that you didn't know um before you went to the hospital that you had diabetes. And that's nope. an underlying condition for COVID-19. And which is why so many of our people are dying. So many black people, so many brown people, we are all dying because mm -hmm. we don't go, you know, through the proper procedures to go to the hospital to try to figure out these things. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So well, I know, know I go to the mm -hmm. doctor a lot. I like, yeah. like I'm in what? a doctor like at least uh, like some it depends if I'm if I'm I usually go some most of the time it's been lately like once a month. But my doctor, you know, like if I'm feeling good, he tell me a couple couple of months, and then you know he uh, he tested me before, and I was he said I was borderline diabetic at that time, so he's like, yes, how you diet, do this, do that, blah blah blah, you know. So I'm like, okay, and then you know I get to the hospital and tell me I'm diabetic fully, and just start going to insulin shots, not a, not a pill, not nothing else, just straight shots. Wow. You know? well, I'm like, how do I go straight skip pills to to a shot? Right. And then, then when I came, when I come home, when I came home, they gave me all the stuff to, to take shots, to give myself shots. So I'm like, this is crazy. I'm like, so every morning I get up, 
had to right in the stomach, pop the pop the shot. I and but my and but then when I check my blood sugar, it don't even be high. So I'm not understanding how that works. You know, I'm kind of got almost like my stuff has been almost a, almost perfect. Like they do, lady said 90, 90 to hundred is perfect. So you know, I've been getting. You know, kind of permanent, 97, 95, like 105, 114, stuff like that. It's been normal. So I'm not going to understand how that goes, but I still take the shot. You know, hoping, you know, hoping that my doctor calls back and be like, okay, man, you don't have to take the shot no more. We'll give right. you or something, you know, but I didn't know I, I didn't know I could skip the whole process and go straight to taking shots. Right, right, yeah. definitely. So that, so that was, a, that was, that was an added bonus, I guess, in the whole situation. That was, that was that was that was surprising. I didn't, even, you know, know that. Right, that's what I mean. That that, that was a shock, a shocker. I know it has to be for you. And um, like I said, I'm just happy that you're um energetic right now and ready to get this interview on with the boys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay, so let me. I'm sorry. Um. <clears throat> Let me introduce everyone else before we get into the icebreaker questions. Um, we have Poke. Poke, you here? Yes, yes, I'm here. What's up, man? How you feeling? I'm doing all right. Doing all right. Thank you. How you doing? I'm doing well. And Pike Capone, you here? Yeah, I'm here. How you doing today, brother? Oh, uh, man, I'm good. Good. Glad to hear it. Um, yeah. So let's just get into the icebreaker questions. So you, you fellas ready? Yep. Yeah. All right. Okay. So the first icebreaker question goes to Pint Capone. Um, if someone came up to you and said, "Hey, do that thing you do," what thing would pop into your head first to do? <laughs> oh man, that's a hard one. But, <laughs> uh, I do so many things, but uh, I probably um, probably just start rapping. Cause that's probably what they probably known me for, though. So right. that probably would be it, hands down. <laughs> definitely, definitely. See, they laughing because they know some things. You know, we ain't gonna really get into. <laughs> no, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Pope D. What uh -huh. is one of the weirdest ways you met someone? No, oh, no, no. Way I mess with oh, I'm, I'm, I can only thing I can think of is probably online type. Yeah. Know. Yeah. That's, that's, that I can just think off offhand. Yeah, that's true too. I, yeah, online for me too. Um, Frank Nitty, who is the mm. most intelligent or creative person that you know? Mm, that I know. Um, Intelligent and creative. Um that I personally know. Yes. Um oh no, uh maybe probably my uh might be my cousin Clint. Oh, okay. He's kinda of bright. Uh uh we always bounce ideas off each other, you know. He he's kinda of, you know, he's kinda of bright. Okay. That was nice. Um Cool. <laughs> okay, y'all. Let's get straight to it. Um, Pope, Pope D, tell me how long you all have been rapping together as a group. Oh, it's been about, let me say, like, 
Well, actually, the group started with with with, the, with them two with Nitty and Pint, and what was it like? We just started like eighty nine, uh-huh. eighty nine, eighty eight, eighty nine. Then I came in, I came in around ninety. What was it? Four, ninety four. Thirty years, you say, total thirty one. That's what's up. That's a long time. But you That's got good. to understand though, we was young, right? Yeah. So, yeah, we didn't like break onto the scene until I say about nine, until we are released uh, like '93. Okay. Was our first release, our first you know single that we got the single with uh, Ishan featuring Ishan. What was the name of the single? Losing it. Losing it. Mm. With Ishan and um, we had we had a regular version, then we had Ishan on a version, a remix. So. It was like a single, one little single cassette. Wow, it was on a real cassette tape, huh? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, cassette right. tape. Yeah, That's so we dope. Used to, we used to, before that, we used to put it on, we used to record, when me and Pine was doing, we would record a uh, little cassette uh, demo and show <laughs> it around the hood for like $2. For real? Yeah, what we'd do, we'd take two speakers and we'd put a little microphone in the middle of it and we would rap on it. And that's how we started, like before we would start going to the studio or anything. Like we would Yeah, do, off do, other like, people instrumentals. Yeah, oh. Use two radios and record with the cassette tapes. Yeah, yeah. I was doing so I was doing mixtape stuff back then before exactly. all the mixtape started. Right, mm-hmm. exactly. Right, right. You hit it dead on the nose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. I love that. That is so yeah. freaking awesome. Yeah, like the process is the process was just crazy, like. We just did so much, like, different stuff. Like, you think in 30 years, you know, there ain't nothing that you can't say that that, that has gone wrong, like, in a career <laughs> like ours. Like, everything possible that can go wrong has gone wrong. But we we still persevere. Like, we come through it like, like it's nothing, you know. And I think, you know, I think from us coming from the projects, like, from the way we came up, I think that made, made us, like, comfortable in them kind of situations because we always lived in them so we always were used to uh you know the shit happens you know theory and it was seeing anything that happened that that, that was possible that could happen always happened to us but we were always the one that came through like it made us tougher because we was like we always the one fought through everything and like and if if people even heard half they'd be like man y'all this it, it was just, you know a lot of things were designed to break like a lot of people like but we we kind of fought through everything and thirty things it's almost thirty years you'd be like you know everything possibly can happen you know a lot of people you know are lucky enough to not have extreme enough extreme stuff happen but a lot of stuff always happens to us and we just we go through it like it's nothing. Right. Yeah, cause a, cause a lot of people just see like the finished product. They don't see That's what true. it take to actually make that damn product. It's That's a right. it's a goddamn process. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. I love it. That is so true. And um, yeah, a lot of people bitches on the road here and there. Mhm. Hmm. You said what's been on the road here and there? Said so we done fucked up a few transmissions on the road here. Damn. And there. <laughs> Right. Wait, so what's the furthest y'all ever traveled to do a show before? <laughs> we've been, been around the country five, six, seven times. 
Damn. Use your imagination. We drove. We drove from. We drove from here to Washington. (gasps) We drove from Flint to Washington. That's thirty-two hours. (sighs) Thirty-two hours. Like we done drove a few 30, 30 hours, thirty hour thing. Remember we drove back from Houston, it was twenty two hours. Right. Uh and we do like we don't do no stop, get us get a room. We do straight through, get gas, pee, get back on the road. We don't we don't do no day stop, like we're gonna stop so we take a nap. It's a it's a no. funny story behind that Washington drive <laughs> when we left Flint to Washington. We Man, get all the way to Washington and find a goddamn eight ball in the goddamn car. Story, eight ball of cocaine in the car. We drove all the way across the country with the motherfucker in the car. Damn. Whose car was it? Whose cocaine was it? Shit. It was. It was. It was. It was. I don't know. Allegedly, it was mine. But Uh, I was driving. Was driving like my my uh, ex wife's car at the time, like you know, and it was like. It was crazy because like we got we get way out there, you know what I'm saying? Then we get to the point where matter of fact, Nitty, we was in Eugene, Oregon. <laughs> Cause it was my damn birthday that day. Wow. Huh? It was my birthday. We was in Eugene, Oregon. Oh, let me figure out how to get the thing back up. And hey. it was my birthday. That's crazy. I was just driving around basically with some coke and didn't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And just imagine getting yeah. stopped in like Nebraska or somewhere like that, traveling through there. What would have happened if we had got pulled over and they would have found that shit? Exactly. Yeah, we can't. Yeah, can we, we can hear, hear you, you Nitty. I can't hear nothing. He can't. Can you hear us? No. He, he said he can't hear nothing. You got to take your phone. Can you text him and tell him to take his phone off? Yeah. Okay, I hear it now. Yeah. Okay, we thought we lost you for a second. Cool. Because yeah, somebody tried to call in and it just threw me off. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Muted when somebody called in. Exactly. Mm. Yeah, they, uh, yeah, we, yeah. Know, we, we even had some stories for the road. Yeah, Man. I see. It's just, it's just like anything, anything you have to transmission go out on the truck Mm-mm. in Texas. Like, I had to leave some guys, get on and go know. to the next show. Fans had to take us from one state to the next state. It was crazy, man, but we made it through it though. Yeah, we 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 have been there, done it, like. But you know, it's it, it, nothing like you know we from the project, so we ex- we expect certain things to happen, and we just always be ready for the unexpected. You know, that's that's that that was project life, like. Right. You know, we we come up when we come up with younger it was like, I think we. We broke. We didn't have nothing. Like right, nothing. So it's like we fought for everything from 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 the gate. So you know, we when we get put in you know uncompromised positions, sometimes we just seem we seem to flourish because I guess we feel comfortable in them. Mm-hmm. Like you know, the I think I think sometimes like we when stuff like that happens, we just you know it's like a comfort zone. <clears throat> wow. And when, when a lot of people, you know, they they really start to. They freak out. They can, yeah, they can't. Yeah, a lot they, of people fold. They wouldn't know how to how to get the fuck up out that corner like that. Right. They just fold, but us coming from where we come from, it's a natural reflex. Right. Mm-hmm. Which is why you you guys named yourself Project Born because you were born in the projects. Right. Already. Yeah. yeah. And it came, you know, Project Born came out of out of the blue. It wasn't like, 
be like, okay, we were born in a project. We should be project born. Mm-hmm. It was actually we seen somebody getting my uncle, I think, was getting a cut in, in the back of his head. Oh, shit. Know, getting a cut, you know, like at the barbershop. You know? Oh, okay. And we seen it, like, and we seen it, like, we should, use, we should, we should take you know, project born. So we took the name from, you know, the back of his head. And we yeah, because actually it was on a, uh, a NWA record. DOC had mentioned yep. it in an NWA yep. record yep. a long time ago. So yep. it just kind of yep. stuck. And, 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 and you know, and the funny part about it all, like, we, like we, you know, we come up, but actually me and Piney, like started to become a group. And then remember we used to go all around and people didn't even want to hear us rap. We don't hear you little mom. Yeah, they didn't, they didn't want to hear. Like, it, it was a lot of people like who were rapping, you know, before they were older. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and and they was more polished, actually. You know, and you know we had come out there like we you know I used to always have our pad walking around. You know, and people they would brush <laughs> us off like they oh, don't hear these little ones. Make it out here. You know, they would just look at us like do it and take us serious. But out of the, out of the whole Frank, hello, hello, here we are. Like I got a whole bunch. Like we were the ones to make it. Like. Right, exactly. I see what you're saying. Y'all the ones that got uh doubted, yeah. but y'all the yeah. ones that that right. withstand the the pain and shit, everything. Right, right. We, we a lot of people it. like had they groups over here. These guys had a group. These guys, you know, had mm-hmm. groups. So when you're in the projects, you find creative ways to the mm-hmm. fuck with the time. You know, mm-hmm. everybody mm-hmm. wants to be a star coming out that motherfucker. So you got yep. to how that went. Exactly. And, and I won't even say like we were the most talented out of everybody. Mm-hmm. It was people who was actually, you know, I would say there was better, like, you know what I'm saying? But I think like when it came down to it, I think we might have been uh how do you put it? We might have been I don't know, I guess our, our our energy together. Like, you know how like you make a you make a meal and when you make a meal, like you know, you got you, you know you got you got your, you got your meat, you got your side, and that's the, like the perfect meal. Like you take, uh, like you know, fried chicken. Then you might have macaroni and cheese. You might mm-hmm. have great stuff. And I think that's kind of how we do it. I think our styles blended. So y'all perfect. basically the perfect recipe for yeah. the music you produce. Right, right. Because it's like when you like when you when you, if you ever if you go to the thing and you, and you dissect like verses, all our verses. One one thing that you notice is like. We all peep things from a different angle. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's always you see a different angle. Just when you, like, like sometimes when I write something, I be thinking, sometimes first I usually would think, like, well, maybe we might write, write the same thing, but we never do. It's like, right. I write what they write what they feel, and then it's like, we put it together, and it's never the same thing. It's like, it's always totally three different angles. And that's what <laughs> makes it, you know, great. You know, the mixture, I don't, I, I don't think, I, I, I don't think they've seen us coming. I think oh, like so. there was so many people that was it was really good. Like it was a lot of really good rappers, like from our neighborhood. And performers yeah. too. And then like we just come out of the back like and then, you know, shoot by and, 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 and do what we did for so long. You know, it, it it was a blessing, you know. It was a blessing. Yeah, I remember remember your mom first took us to the studio. We just go yeah. to the damn studio <laughs> thinking we finna make a damn song. Okay. We ain't got no beat, no engineer, nothing. Just at the they, damn studio. They talking damn. that money. They start talking. Uh, they start talking crazy with the bread and talking about this <laughs> and that. We gotta have that and this. And we like, uh, all right, you know, like, you know what I'm saying? It's it kind of like it was like so many obstacles 
that 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 could have made us be like, oh man, done quick before we got stopped. But you know, it was like uh Pine Cousin, he came through like man, he took us to the studio. And 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 I'm gonna be honest with you, I didn't never think it was gonna get as big as it did. Mm-hmm. I thought, you know, we'd go in, we right. go to the studio, we'd be rapping because you know a lot of people had their little demos out at the time. So mm-hmm. I think you know, we have our demo out, we'd be playing, we represent our neighborhood and everything. You know, I'm I'm a, I'm gonna tell you what when I seen when that when the Dayton family when they had came because we was like right around yeah. in that era. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like with they uh first look, they wasn't nationwide and nothing like that. But the city took hold to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We was already doing our thing anyway. I'm like, shit, we can do this same shit. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Yep. The yeah, us Dayton family, uh, I believe uh Top Authority, we all was coming and Bree Bree was the one, he was the he laid the the ground the foundation for Flint rap music. He was the the, the the main pioneer, you know what I'm saying, uh, of really I think really putting Flint rap on the map. So right. MP3 was rest in peace to him. He was the man I think that really brought us brought the whole scene together. And then like you know us, Dayton family, Top Authority, you know it was, it was a lot of like back then it was Jake a lot Deflate. of people. yep Jake the Flake. Remember remember uh, old Roddy Cian, Dan, Arthur Dodgers, you know all yeah. them remember like yep. all like everybody was like out cold blue it was like a lot of lot of groups was out like you know and then the angle yeah, we ended up pushing how we up, yeah remember we ended up going underground and it was like on a humbug it's because like we came out we dropped this losing with Ishan, and that thrust us into the underground hard wow right. we wanted to be there or not you know what i'm saying so right. it was like, we shot into we got into the underground it was like you know, people start, you know, recognizing that. Then we end up messing with the insane clown posse. Really? And, uh, yeah. Wow. And, uh, that's how we ended up. He was the first together. group signed to the uh, psychopathic label besides yeah. um, ICP. We was the first yeah, group on that label. Psych- psychopathic records. Yeah. We and we got with them and um and we signed with them. We did our first album with them, and that just shot us through the roof because it was like it was it was crazy because like. The first when our album first dropped, I went to the I went to the mall that day and I just got surrounded by people. I'm looking like, what the, like what the heck is going on? Like what? Is... And I ended up sitting down with a crowd of people just talking for about an hour. Wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I'm sitting there like, but you know, like you think like I'm I'm just a regular guy from the project, you know. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I'm just coming out to the mall to enjoy a weekend at the, uh, you know a Saturday at the mall, and it just like, and our album just dropped. So then it just got crazy. Like, I'm like, wow. Now I knew right then we were really seriously, seriously on to something. Like, that album just like, it just thrust us. We was like on the charts and it was, it thrust us into another, you know, especially on underground. It threw us to another level. What year was that? That was 95. Dang. And what was the name of the album? Born Dead. Born Dead. Okay. Oh, well, so the one we're talking about today is going to be called Born Dead 3 then. Yeah, we got yeah, cause we got we have Born Dead one, we got two, we got three. That's crazy. So Born Dead one came out in ninety five. Yep, that was the yep, that was the first one. That was our that was and that was an EP. That okay. Was six songs. Okay. Um, okay. But that was a that was a monster. That was a monster EP for us. That was the one that laid it. You know, that kind of thrust us into the game real hard. Mm-hmm. And when we did that. It was like it's like people. But then I I don't think. 
like a lot of people who still didn't pick up on us from like born dead, you know, because we we was on psychopathic for just a little bit, mm-hmm. and then we we end up uh, going independent after that, and then it's like kind of we it's kind of like we got ghosts. But what happened? What really helped us blew it really back up. They took uh, they took uh, some songs off off our born dead album, a song off there, and they used it on an album they had called Forgotten Freshness. Which is a, like a lot of songs combined, put on one CD of of, of older stuff that was on Psychopathic. So they put yeah, it and on. Yeah, I think there. that ended up going gold or some shit. Yeah, it went gold. Yeah, that went gold. So you know, it's another five hundred thousand people that wow heard heard us. A lot of people, and I heard y'all on there. It was like, and then man, after that, you know, the fan base just like grew, you know, with us. <clears throat> but um, it was crazy. It's been it's been a crazy ride. Yeah, I mean, so what would you say is one of the craziest things that has happened to you all since you started with music? Because you said you guys been through everything and, yeah. you know, perseverance is everything, too. So, you know, what's the craziest thing? Uh, I don't know, the, whatever it is, it got to be involved in print. <laughs> oh, Lord. That, that tour well, come on, <laughs> That transmission thing was was that was rough. What did you about to say, Chris? Yeah, the tour, the tour when the transmission Ooh. cracked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's on, he's so on way to, what, te- on the way to uh, Texas, on the way to Texas, Odessa. Yeah, oh, Texas. Yeah, and we sitting there at the gas station, and we come back out and look on the ground like it's a bunch of transmission fluid all over the ground. Like, they try to fire it up, this man. It was like done, like. That boy wasn't going nowhere. <laughs> we just sitting at the gas station, just looking around, all crazy. Oh no! And then I remember, man, the uh, dude that dude had a truck. And he like he pulled our uh, our trailer up there, took us to the show, and dro- dropped us off. So yeah, I think we was going to Oklahoma or some shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After that show, I think we was going to. Uh, yeah, with Oklahoma Albuquerque. after Odessa. O- o- Oklahoma, then yeah, Albuquerque. Then Albuquerque, yeah. yeah. <laughs> And we think we way, that's what, 20-some hours away from home. Had to leave a couple of our guys down in Texas with the truck. Mm-hmm. We had to wait for a new transmission to come all the way from Flint to oh, get uh, mm-hmm. down back to Texas. So we had to leave a couple of guys. You know, that I didn't like that shit, but it was what it was. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. That yeah. is an interesting story. And I would be pissed off if I was in that situation and wouldn't know what to do. But man. you know they what? It's just like, man, y'all go head on, man. Y'all got to finish doing this shit, man. We'll hold it down. And y'all just go make sure y'all do y'all thing, man. So, you know, they was with it. That's man, what's had up. To, had to get a rental truck. Had to rent a truck from New Mexico. Damn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was crazy. We only missed one show out of the whole tour that we, we should have been up missing more because everything was just happening, but. We right. ended up only missing one show, and it was like, okay. No, remember, we missed the first one out the gate. No. <laughs> no, we, we made know. Cleveland. Oh. We did all them shows. Uh, yeah, we missed Arizona. Missed no, Arizona. we were going at first when we was in um, Dirt Suburb. That was, oh, that, was, uh, that was with Isham tour. Oh. Mm-hmm. Got hit by the, you got hit by the deer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> A deer hit the car. Yeah, we oh, hit yeah. the deer, actually. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> And been- 
That's sad. You got some stories. Man, that was yeah. Crazy. Y'all got priceless stories. I see y'all been in it for a minute. Right. In the rap game, that's dope as hell, though. Um, I don't even know what to say. Uh, wow. Okay, mm-hmm. so I have a question for all three of you guys. Um, who's on your playlist right now that inspires you? That continues to inspire you as artists. Uh, so starting with Pope D. Uh, that inspire you know. I, I listen to more like the old older rap. You know, what I'm saying I don't listen to too much rap, like new stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm more of a listener, like Tupac, Ice Cube, mm-hmm. you know, the stuff like that. Rock him. Mm-hmm. That, that that's where I get my inspiration from when I'm renting the right. You know what I'm saying? As far as the new stuff, new stuff nowadays, I don't listen to too much rap. Okay. Just to keep um, my mind fresh from you know my my ideas, you know. Exactly, exactly. I I do hear a lot of artists say that that they really don't listen to other uh, artists like that because they want to keep their own ideas fresh. I like that though. Um. Okay. So what about you, Pine Capone? What what's on your playlist? Well, I listen to a lot of a whole bunch of shit. You know, growing up, you know, yeah. you had your parents when they was you know playing them old seventy cuts and shit like that. Yep. You know, you had the, the Marvin Gaze, mm-hmm. the Parliament, and all that kind mm-hmm. of shit like that. So, you know, I listen to a wide range of music, though. And these, this young music that's out right now, sometimes you just can't help but to run into it because the oh, shit yeah. is everywhere. True, so, true. You know, when, you know, something might catch my ear then, you know, because I fuck with Lil Baby, you know what I'm saying? I'm good, for real. Yeah, it's I like cool. Lil Baby, yeah. Okay, okay. What y'all like about Lil Baby so much? He got, he got hard like flow. his hustle, man. His grind, okay. man. Yeah, he got good flow. He got yeah, his flow, flow is just he 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 got that slow flow, but it's but it's nice. <laughs> he and he's snap. believable. You can right. actually listen to him and you believe what the fuck he's talking about. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, he about one of the ones that I listen to far as rap wise. Yeah, ba- little baby. I listen wow. to the, the baby. I like the baby too. The baby, baby go hard. And Frank, um, hey. Hey, what y'all think about that uh that Megan the Stallion Beyonce joint? Oh that my savage. god, that yeah, shit is that shit it. go hard as fuck or man, whatever. That shit go hard, Beyonce. Yeah, man. Yeah. Beyonce yeah. fine as hell, and so is Megan the Stallion, and they make fine mm-hmm. ass music, period. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Didn't see that one coming. <laughs> right. <laughs> but like in the interview, Megan the Stallion was like, um, they asked her who her dream collaboration would be, and she said, uh, uh I asked Jesus Christ to uh send Beyonce to me I was rolling and then actually mm-hmm. two months later I seen that I she seen go. when she was talking about that mm-hmm. she actually cried behind that shit exactly because she really wanted it and I think she manifested she that know, shit she didn't know that Beyonce was going to even do the remix to it her no. first time hearing it Beyonce was already on the motherfucker Ex- exactly exactly oh my god this thing is running out of time again I got 10 minutes but anyway uh <laughs> I'm sorry. Signed to Jay Z, uh, Rock Nation. So that was that was yeah. that was gonna right. happen. Hell yeah, hell yeah. This shit is crazy though. Uh, yeah, she. I like Megan too. I, I put that on the list. Little baby and Meg. I like her. Okay, I see you <laughs> She she busted wide open back yep. for the females. Right. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. She's smart too because she you know she went to school and everything. Right. Yeah. And her mama was a rapper. Didn't nobody yep. really know that. Exactly. I heard of her mama like a, a little bit, like back in the game and shit back in the days. Yeah. Really? What'd you think about her mom's rap style? Did they sound alike? Well, she was from Houston, and I can't really think her name right now though. But she used to kind of 
fuck with like rap a lot hearing you know what i'm saying her name used to get mentioned a little bit right um yeah that's... from that houston scene down there like when ghetto boys and them was coming up like that back when you had like suave house and shit like that down there right right yeah i never heard her mom um rap before i think um I think her rap name was Hollywood because I think her real name was Holly Thomas mm. or something like that. But um, as far as me listening to her flow before, I think I'm actually look that up so I can hear it because that's that's an incredible story too. Mm. But um, <laughs> y'all got me talking about all kinds of shit. <laughs> okay, um, I think uh, we've got past that part. Um, <clears throat> so I had a chance to review some of the tracks off born uh, born wait hold on born dead three the album mm-hmm. and i just want to talk about a couple of them i thought the joint run featuring schizo was a do- was a really dope song um i feel mm-hmm. like a lot of people could like relate to it especially now and everything so right Pope D, how do you feel this mm-hmm. track connects with today's generation you know with all the uh you know the police killings and all that. Right. That's why that's pretty much what it was about. You know, like exactly. incidents. You know, with your run-ins with the police. You know, and stuff like that. And we all done had those type of incidents. And you know, had mm-hmm. somebody that went through those incidents, so just you know, mm-hmm. easily relate to that. Yeah, I, re- I was digging that song and everything because, like I said, it well, it just relates to con- kind of like everything that's that ha- that's going on and has been going on, you know. And don't think for a minute this pandemic, the shit ain't still going on. <laughs> yeah, it's still right. going on, right? You see them videos you know? popping up. Exactly. Right. And uh, just to touch on it, another great song that I was digging from y'all was um, "Rocking a Hard Place." Hard place. Yeah, you how that. you know I was gonna say that? <laughs> <laughs> that's my shit. favorite song on there. Um, I knew you were gonna say that one. That's my jam. That's crazy. Well, yeah, I really like it because I like this joint because y'all kind of talk about, you know, still being on your grind no matter what the obstacles that come, you know, face to face with you all. So mm-hmm. speaking of this shit, you know, rocking the hard place and obstacles, Frank Nitty, how do you feel? I mean, what do you want the people to feel after hearing this joint? Uh, when they when they hear <laughs> rocking the hard place, this is this. Uh, I think it's 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 kind of if you get that feeling of. Uh, when you're in a, a tough situation, you know you got two tough situations. You're right in the middle. You had to figure out. You got. I, I looked at it when I when, we, when I was thinking of it and writing. I was just thinking like, you know, I'm you just in a situation of, dang, do I do this? I do. I don't. You know, it's a pro and con of doing something wrong for the right reason. Right. You know what right. I mean? And then you kind of like you stuck in between. Like, dang, should I do it? I should I not? Should I do this? Or should I not? You know. And it's kind of like it was kind of like a battle of. Uh, uh, what the the devil and the, and, and the angel on your shoulder? Right, right, right. Kind of look like you know, cause I, like you know, I don't think it's nobody that ain't ever been in in that in that hard place and like, dang, should I do this or should I do that? You know? And, yeah. Um, that's kind of like what I took from it. It's kind of like a catch twenty two. I think you just explained that to me. The definition right. of a catch twenty two to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I'm okay. Look, uh, we're gonna play both of those songs, um, Rocking a Hard Place and Run after the show. But, um, I want to get into some fun questions for each of you. Pine Capone, name one thing you miss about the 90s (laughs) or fuck it, the 80s. Hell, 80s, 
let me see. See, what can I stop? See, I mean, it was just just more more easier, you know. Yeah. Then you did you didn't have all like motherfuckers trying to be better than somebody because we all like was in the same boat at one point in time. Mm-hmm. So it's just like an example. You know, you was poor, but you didn't give a fuck. You know. Exactly. Right. I mean, exactly. it didn't bother you because you never had shit. So exactly. you know, I just like like miss like you know the togetherness and. Just coming up mm-hmm. with shit and starting shit from nothing, you know. That's figuring right. out shit, you know. For sure, mm-hmm. Frank Nitty. What's your who's your favorite gangster rap? I mean, no, no. What's your favorite gangster rap album? Uh, favorite gangster rap album? Uh, <laughs> hey, I got so many. I would say um, favorite gangster rap album. Um, it was it. I don't know. Uh, oh, uh, my favorite uh, might be uh, Fifty Cent, Get Rich or Die Trying. Oh, okay, okay, Fifty Cent, Get Rich or Die Trying. I likes that. Okay, that's, that's a super classic. It but is. like any Tupac, like Tupac right. is, is my guy. Like he just, he's just a man. Like you know, and Ghetto Boy, like Ghetto Boy. So, but Get Rich or Die Trying, I think is might be like I think I think from top to bottom is one of the best rap albums of all time. Like, it's really top five, like, if you think complete album. I don't think it's no, hardly no album, no rap album to go song for song with that album. I don't, I just don't see it. Like, that's a classic album. No. What about you, Pine Capone? Um, I mean, not what about you? I was going with my dog, Ice Cube, America's Most Wanted. That motherfucker set it off for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard that I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, yeah, American Mo One is right up there. Like I like, mean, in that NWA, that whole NWA era, man, they yeah. were talking about some shit. You know, you had to go hide, hide yeah. the radio and shit to listen to. And then they yeah. were saying some shit you always wanted to say but couldn't say it. And yeah. then you yeah. allowed, we allowed to say shit like this on the record. Okay, yeah. let's go. <laughs> NWA niggas for life, like yep. it's classic. Straight out of Compton, you know uh, the Chronic. Like, I can, you know, you can go on, but, you know, it's only, like, a few albums, like, start to the bottom, like, you can just really go through, like, but we talking, like, well, the, the, the top shelf of albums with that kind of quality, like, because, you know, you have a couple of people that drop an album, and the quality is, you know, it goes to a couple songs, and then, you know, like, skip three or four, but, like, if you think of, like, you know, Get Rich or Die Trying, I think The Chronic, uh, America's Most Wanted, I even say Death Certificate of Ice Cube was, was that quality. Yeah, you know they were, and these all niggas for life in NWA, and it's like you think like them or them are top shelf. And that uh that that Houston vibe when that Houston vibe was coming up out of there, mm-hmm. that UGK sound, and then I know yeah. A Ball and them ain't from Houston, but you know they had that Houston vibe like that. That on top of the world was coming up out of that. Yeah, ghetto dope, ghetto dope, ghetto boys, all that kind of shit. UGK. Yeah. Yeah, that masterpiece ghetto dope is is top shelf like the rest of them. Like it's 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 a it's a it's it's a, it's a rarity of album to go on that top shelf of quality like all the way through. And yeah, they they don't come like that no more. Some of these records you listen to and you be like, damn, who the fuck is this? Back then you can hear a record and you automatically know who the fuck it is. Man, right now some of like, these I, new rappers they sound alike to me. Some of them. I listen to that that, that Fat Joe nice man. That Fat yeah. Joe Knife all the way through. All the way through. That Fat Joe Knife, that new. And I ain't really a Fat Joe guy, 
but I just listened to it one day, and that boy was off. It's off the chain. Miss Lady, ain't you from Chicago? Oh yeah, I'm definitely from Chicago. Yeah, I took my hat to y'all, man. Twister too, though. Oh hell yeah. yeah, I'm trying to get him on the yeah, show. Yeah. Matter of fact, the adrenaline rush is that deal. Like, oh that's yeah, that's oh, top yeah. stuff. Like that goes on the top shelf. Yeah, yeah. Man, that's uh, definitely up there for the top show. Well, guys, we got to get out of here. Thank you so much for coming on today's show and blessing the mic. Peace up and bless up to you guys. Thank you. Thank you. You too. Y'all too. Peace. Better run when you see the fucking punk police We screaming no justice and fuck peace If you see them better run All my homies if you packing the peace Just let them bitches know you run in the streets If you out here on the run Never let them snitches know where you sleep Just move in silence when you out on the creek If you see us better run We ain't stopping till you hold six feet And all my homies in the pen get free Motherfucker better run Say Mr. Officer, tell me what you stopped me for Ain't got no drugs in my car, so what you looking for? You got your hand on your Glock when I open my door you Ready to bust them shots and send me to the morgue Fuck them, I'm bellin', they tryna take me to jail And the yelling, best to put your hands up Nigga, before I kill you, I'm running and jumping fences Tryna just keep a distance, I hear him let off a shot And then miss my body by inches Another shot let loose, and now I'm bleeding But ain't no way that I'm stopping And let this killer succeed And I'm running and barely breathing Chasing just for the reason to make sure that I can't tell him What happened out here this evening, yeah Wanna see this black boy drop, that's what he vision But all I see is my babies and mom and granny So living's the only way that it's in so fuck your badge and your prison I'm never stopping my mission So hear me out if you listen You better run when you see the fucking punk police We screaming no justice and fuck peace If you see them better run All my homies if you're packing the peace Just let them bitches know you run in the streets If you out here on the run Never let them snitches know where you sleep Just move in silence when you out on the creek If you see us better run We ain't stopping till you hold six feet And all my homies in the pen get free Motherfucker better run Motherfuckers I got places to go What you doing Frank Needy man I'm taking in the snow, and I ain't waiting for another situation to grow. I'ma blow it up myself and get my ass on the road. Put a bullet in it chest and watch them jump like a toe. What you see about the boon? Yeah, big homie, y'all cold. And y'all can wait your whole life for BJB the foe. It ain't never gonna happen, we can handle the low. Super bitch up from the midden, talking shit with I was smitten. Hadn't pistols in the kitchen, getting drunk with fair and pitting. What the fuck you ninja missing? It's a war and I'ma listen. It's my nightmare while y'all fishing. Shut up, bitch, we on a mission. I'ma hit that car, move and take a sprint on I always get it out the mud, I'm from Flint, homie And I don't like it taking play, fool, I go for the go I'm on the run, but it's all for the dope, no come on You better run when you see the fucking punk police We screaming no justice and fuck peace If you see them, better run All my homies, if you're packing the peace Just let them bitches know you run in the streets If you out here on the run Never let them snitches know where you sleep Just move in silence when you out on the creek If you see us, better run We ain't stopping till you hold six feet And all the homies in the pen get free it's a pig roast, another cop down They treat you less than human if you're skin brown My grams pray that I make it home every night My homie locked up, pray that they answer his kite Every day he gotta fight, trying to get his freedom Niggas getting raped and shaped, cause he can hear him screaming
scratching on the walls like they trying to climb their way out. Either you become a killer, your ass take the gay route. You gotta watch yourself in the streets, niggas is plotting on you. First he was a solid ass apple, now they rotting on you. But that's the shit that happens when you represent. And you water your garden with the shit that come from Flint. So fuck the pig, they can catch a hole in their head. And yeah, fuck Rick Snyder, cause he levels the dead. The pressure is getting heavy and my woozy weighs a ton. Take the track, shoes off, and bear crawl, nigga, you better run. Between a rock and a hard place Should I go legit or go out in this world like Scarface? 